Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today as we get the Word of God and allow it to transform the way we think and the way we act. That's right. Have you ever kind of wondered which is more important? I, when I was early in my Christian life, I was involved in a group that was very action-oriented. We had a strong emphasis on obedience to what God tells us. You probably picked this up with me that my teaching has an action orientation to it. And in time, it's easy to begin to ask, well, but am I, am I being the right person? Or shall we say to ask this question, which is more important, to be holy or to do the right things? I have a little typo there if you're watching the YouTube. To be holy or to do the right thing? Now, I don't know about you, but I've kind of get, gotten stuck on this before, and I know a lot of other people have as well. They want to be people of action, but they ask, is my life and character keeping up with, with my actions? I don't want to be a hypocrite. I want to have the right motives. I want to be a person of action and obedience, but I want to be holy and begin to think, maybe I ought to just stop acting and doing things for a while and just focus on becoming more holy. And then, of course, other people have just the opposite problem. They focus on being holy, and they think, well, what I do doesn't really matter. I have faith. I have a good character. And we're not saved by our works. And so I'm just going to be a good Christian. To be or to do, this is the question. And I think Paul answers that today in in, in the Scripture, and he answers it many places. We'll look at a couple of verses today that kind of talk about how these things are not opposed to one another. They work together. It's always important to remember that we have a spiritual enemy, and one of his goals, I think, is to confuse us, to try and help get us to overanalyze our Christian life so that we think so much about it, we don't do anything about it. Now, it is important to think honestly and deeply about our faith. It is important to know what we believe. But sometimes, like I said, we can be so analytical, we become paralyzed. And we do nothing because we're just trying to figure it out. Let's look at what Paul says here in Philippians. He's been talking, as we've seen this week. He says, I pray that your faith may, or your love may increase and abound more, your love may abound more and more in real knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ, having been filled with the fruit of righteousness, which comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. I think he puts it together here. He's saying, as we've been seeing the last couple of days, we want to live our lives in light of the finish line. And the finish line is when we stand before Jesus Christ at the judgment seat of Christ, and it's our hope to hear his praise, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You are faithful. Enter into the joy of your master. I don't know about you, but this is what I'm living for. This is what I hope to experience in eternity, is the approval and the praise of God himself. I can't think of anything more important. I've counted the cost and said, if there's not a single person on earth who ever appreciates me, but God does, I'll take it. I'll take God. And uh, it's, it's usually never down to nobody liking you, but we've got to decide who really matters. And so Paul is praying that they'd have love, 
real knowledge, discernment, so that they would know in this world with so many messages and can be so confusing and we can be so, like we said, paralyzed to know, well, what, what's really true? To have the discernment to know what really counts? What's, what's real gold and fool's gold? What's, what's a real gem and what's a fake gem? What, what is worth doing in life that we will appreciate and be glad we did and be rewarded for and benefited for, for all of eternity? And what do we find is fleeting and really what it provides for us is not lasting at all because in eternity, it'll, it'll be nothing. And so Paul wants us to have that. And he says that if we do understand that, if we do know what's matter, we will be sincere and we'll be blameless until this day of judgment, the day of Christ. And how's that, how will that happen? You'll be filled with the fruit of righteousness. Now, righteousness means that we are declared legally right in the eyes of God. This comes through faith in Jesus Christ. As we, the first real step in becoming a true believer is acknowledging, I can't be good enough on my own. I failed the test. I've fallen short. I've sinned and I am a sinner. And I acknowledge this before God. I abandoned any hope of saying, God, I'm good enough. I look at what I've done. Um, we acknowledge I'm, I stand guilty. And the person who is willing to admit that and humble themselves and say, my hope of eternal life, my hope of salvation, my hope of righteousness is no longer me and my good works and my efforts and, and my trying the best I can. My hope of righteousness is Jesus Christ. Indeed, this is why Jesus died. If we could be righteous in and of ourselves without him, then Jesus died needlessly. Remember in the Garden of Gethsemane when he prayed, Father, not my will but thine be done. If there's any other way, if there's any other way, please take this cup away from me. Yet not my will but thine be done. Well, any other way for what? Any other way for you and I to be declared righteous? Any other way for you and I to be forgiven of our sins? If there was another way, Jesus would not have gone to the cross. This is a big price he paid. It was a hard thing to do. If there was any other way for you and I to have eternal life, he wouldn't have, done, he wouldn't have gone to the cross, but it was the only way. There was no other way. And because of that, we, have, we now who humble ourselves and say, God, I, I can't save myself. Have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. I need forgiveness. That's who God saves. We're saved by faith in Jesus Christ. We don't earn it. It's a gift of God. But what God does do, but, but what this does, this faith in Jesus Christ, what it does, which this righteousness comes through Jesus Christ, but righteousness has a fruit. Righteousness is when I'm declared legally right, holy, good, in proper standing with God because all my sins are forgiven. And actually where, where God declares me not just innocent, but declares me the very righteousness of Jesus Christ. But if I am declared that, there is a fruit that comes from it. If that's what's happened within me, there's something that comes as a result of it. 
and that's called fruit. There is a fruit of righteousness. There is a, uh, and by this we mean, you know, like how can you tell, for instance, if a apple tree is an apple tree? Well, the only way I can tell the difference between an apple tree, a pear tree, and a peach tree personally is if it's got apples, peaches, or pears on it. The way you can tell what kind of tree it is is the fruit it bears. And the way we can tell in our lives are we really righteous is the fruit that we bear. Now, the, the, the apple does not make the apple tree an apple tree. It's an apple tree because of its, its DNA, what it is on the inside. It is an apple tree, period. But the apples are the evidence of being an apple tree. And likewise, righteousness is the evidence that you and I have been declared righteous in Jesus Christ. And so this says that from now until the day of Christ, we should be sincere. We should be blameless. We should be living a righteous life. We've been declared righteous. We should live the fruit of this righteousness. He says a similar thing over in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8, 9, and 10. He says this, For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one could boast. Indeed, if you could be saved because of what you did and what you have done, you could boast up in heaven. There won't be any boasting in heaven. There won't be any, hey, look at me, look what I've done. No, there's going to be glory to God. This is a God-centered gospel, not a man-centered gospel. The gospel is about God's mercy, God's love, God's grace, God's kindness, God's grace to us. And in heaven, the glory will be to God. But while on earth, let's finish the verse, for we are his workmanship. God is at work in you, my friends. He's, he's, you're his piece of art. You're his, you're his uh, statue. You're his, he's working in you. Not a statue. That's not enough action. You're still, but you know what I'm saying? You're his artwork. You're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we'd walk in them. You see how this is? You works do not save you. God saves you. But in so doing, he's made you his workmanship so that you walk in the good works that he's given you to do. Don't get the cart before the horse. Good works are really important. Good works really matter. They are the fruit of righteousness. They're the evidence that God is your salvation. There's what God is wanting to produce in you. But that's not what saves you. What saves you is Jesus. The works are the evidence of God's God at work in your life. And so we give God the glory. We give God the praise, as it says here, that the fr- the, this fruit of righteousness, which comes through Jesus Christ, is to the glory and praise of God. We've got to get this right. Which is more important, to do or to be? Well, they go hand in hand. If you really are holy, it will produce works in your life. If you're producing, if you're doing works, if God is working in your life so that you're doing things, he's going to continue working more and more. The two work hand in hand. It's not either or. Don't let that devil confuse you. Don't let him cause you to be so introspective that you don't do something because you're not sure your motive's right or you're not sure. I found this. If my motive isn't right, I pray about it and I ask God to help me. But when I step out in obedience, that's when God refines my motives. I'm his workmanship. I don't fix it all myself. I step out in obedience to God and God goes to work to fix this a wrong motive or a wrong desire or whatever. God is the one who's fixing us. 
We're his workmanship. Ours is to obey. Ours is to believe. Ours is to have faith. Ours is to step out. And when we do, God goes to work in our lives. Pretty awesome, isn't it? Let's pray about it. Oh, Father, we thank you today that you have made us righteous through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. It is not anything we did on our own. We simply received the grace, kindness, and mercy that you've shown us in Jesus Christ. And we do receive. And Father, today, any who are not sure if they've received that, I pray even this moment they would open their heart to you freshly and say, Lord, I receive through Jesus your forgiveness, your mercy, your kindness. And Father, as we have done that, we thank you that we are your workmanship, your piece of art, your poetry, your, your, your design, your, you're at work in us, you're the great engineer. And ours is to be available, ours is to believe, ours is to submit, ours is to be like soft clay in the hands of the potter. And I pray today, Father, that you would help us to be this type person, soft clay in the hands of the potter. We ask you to mold us, make us who you want us to be, and then lead us in these works of righteousness. Lord, whether it's sharing the gospel with someone, serving someone, an act of kindness, I pray, Father, that we would be, as our world is darker and darker, it seems, so, so all, the, all the time, I pray that we would be lights in this world, shine brightly, help us not retreat, help us to go forward with the message of Christ, to overcome evil with good, and to be known, Lord, we may not change the whole world, but I pray the sphere of influence you've given us, we'd be changing it to the glory and praise of Jesus Christ. And this we ask in Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. I love the Bible. It, it, this tells us how to live, folks. What we've talked about today, this is how to live. This is how to live a life that won't have regrets in eternity. This is how to live a life that will cause you to stand before God someday holy, blameless, sincere, blameless, and be blessed and rewarded. This is the life. Faith in Jesus Christ for salvation. Faith in Jesus Christ to allow Him to work in you and continue as His child, the light of the world, an instrument in His hands. Hey, thank you for joining me today. If you're new, a special welcome. I hope you will subscribe to the channel. Everybody like the video on the way. I'll give it the thumbs up and share this with your friend. Post this on your social media or do you know one or two people that could benefit from this message today? Pass it along to them. Send them the link, the YouTube link and uh, with an email or something, encourage them to watch so that this can be a blessing to them as well. To you who are here every day, I love you. So glad to have you along. It's, what, it's such a privilege I have to show the word of God into your life. And I know it's making a difference. Friends, you come here day after day for a few months, it'll make a difference in your attitude. Whether you come live, 8.30 a.m. in the morning, or later in the day, or even just listen to the podcast, the Word of God will change you. I know it. God bless you. I love you, and we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.